Welcome to episode 60 of Peak Curiosity. My name is Abigail Carlson. This week I have Wandi and Leisha Sattemeyer. Well, at least that's the white pronunciation of that last name. Leisha moved with her family to Ecuador when she was just 15, where she met her now husband, Wandi, and they've since moved back to the States. We talked a lot about the different cultures, specifically how much Ecuadorians value family and relationships. It sounds amazing and really made me lonely for a culture I've never experienced. Over the course of this podcast, I learned a lot, and I think you will too. Would each of you take a second and introduce yourself and how old you are and stuff? Mm-hmm. Okay, all right, I guess we'll start. <laughs> um, my name is Leisha Sotomayor. I'm 23. Um, been married for three years. Um, currently pregnant with my first. I'm gonna have a little girl in December. It's, it's very exciting. Um, yeah, I guess an interesting fact or something about me is that I used to live in Ecuador for about eight years, and that's how I met my husband. So I would consider myself identify as bicultural (laughs) i don't know i identify as yeah i'm american and latina (laughs) i like it i like it all right my turn um hello everyone my name is juan uh everybody calls me juandi my friends specifically and of course my last name is sotomayor like my (laughs) wife said i am from ecuador i am um, 26 years old um, I am an environmental engineer, but I don't work in any <laughs> environmental field uh, <laughs> or do anything like that. Uh, I actually was an English teacher in Ecuador. Um, I'm not a teacher here in the States anymore. Uh, and I don't know if I want to get into teaching later. <laughs> uh, I am a father for the first time. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, I think that's that's me. <laughs> what kind of engineer? Environmental. Environmental. Mm-hmm. Okay. What mm-hmm. does an environmental engineer do? Uh, <laughs> what, we recycle. What no, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> uh, so basically, in Ecuador, when what I don't know how it works here in the states specifically, I don't think it would be that different. But in Ecuador specifically, what we do is um so for example if there's gonna be a new construction project we are the ones in charge to go and kind of like um review the engine the uh, civil engineer company and see that they have everything approved that nothing is gonna uh, harm the environment or if there's a water kind of like supply um, close to the place that they're gonna build that they're not gonna like contaminate it and, mm-hmm. and uh, things like that and you write reports for the government saying this company has passed all these tests when it comes to environmental you know care and things like that and they are good to go so we kind of like we basically are the ones that approve a project uh, according to the country environmental laws Hmm. and then from that they can continue 
but also you can be an investigator and do you know research and and kind of like um yeah just research uh, new species of plants or or things that uh will be a kind of like add up to the environmental community or you can be a teacher or you can work for the environmental department uh for the government and kind of like be in charge of uh the laws and things like that in the country um so i don't know how it works here specifically <laughs> but that's at least in ecuador what we do or what we're supposed to do <laughs> so Lisha, can you tell me why in the middle of your high school your parents uprooted <laughs> your <laughs> life and moved you to ecuador um it's a great question and everyone asked me that and i never have an answer um but the main thing was at least what my dad always told me he had lots of answers for lots of different people <laughs> but he always said that he wanted to kind of escape the american culture and you know the i guess the way that people thought and we, i mean we talked about this earlier a little bit um kind of like we have such a business like focus you know and so to change that um he originally wanted to go to brazil but mm. you either have to be very rich or already have a job lined up for you um, or have a different kind of ID that's not the United States. <laughs> um, so that was just a no-go. Um, he still loves Brazil and he wants to go back and visit because he's been there before. Um, but just didn't work out. So their next choice when they were kind of pretty much spinning a globe and putting their finger on a place was Ecuador. <laughs> I mean, not that's not what they did, literally, but that's what it felt like because they're just like, where else could we go? Yeah. Did and they want to be specifically in South America? I think that's what it was. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, instead of Brazil, they're like, well, let's go to Ecuador. Let's, let's see what Ecuador is like. So they did two weeks of just kind of like scouting what it's like and everything and... um all of that and they liked it and they're like okay and so they decided to move a few months later my dad and brother went first and they got a house and you know prepared a place I guess then me and my sister and my mom stayed and cleared out our house <laughs> and we sold everything or gave it away or you know whatever and then we packed up and we moved and we learned a new culture yeah how much, how much Spanish did y'all know? When we moved? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I had, <laughs> yeah, I had one year of high school Spanish, level one down. Mm, okay. So. so you could like say hi and where's the bathroom? Yeah, I knew like yeah. the basic phrases. Taco <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Quiero, taco quiero, <laughs> quiero helado. <laughs> I want ice cream or, you know, like basic, basic phrases and like how to conjugate verbs because in Spanish you have a different verb for each like pronoun. So like I, you, they, hmm. we, all of the verbs are completely different. So I had like a basic knowledge of how to conjugate a verb, but... <laughs> Other than that, all the verbs, I didn't know them. I could, you know, we could get around pretty easily with just, like, going to the store and asking for something, like, yeah, we, we could we could do that, but we didn't 
know that much <laughs> Spanish, at least at all, for us to like form relationships or anything, at least at the beginning. Sure. So <laughs> that was and pretty hard. <laughs> for the people there, how many of them know English? English is pretty common. Okay. Yeah. So especially with like the higher class, I would say like middle class and up, um, it's pretty common for them to go to like an after school program or um, yeah, in school, everybody learns English, like starting from elementary all the way up until university. College. Yeah. Uh-huh. <clears throat> it's a requirement in order to, for example, in the, co- in the college that I studied, it's a requirement to approve four levels of English in order to graduate. So it's like pretty crazy. They, they get yeah. pretty crazy with English. Then. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. it's a it's a pretty big thing. So it was very common for us to like find people who were like, "Oh, you speak English. I want to practice my English." And so they would ask like the basic questions: Where are you from? You know, how old are you? And, what is your name? <laughs> and, and we Stuff have like a that. lot of Americans living there, like retired Americans. Yes, or that's true. Travelers. So. Mm-hmm. I feel like since we started to get a lot, a lot of people coming from outside or from Europe, then it was kind of like a necessity to learn English mm-hmm. in order to kind of like <coughs> learn to live together with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Were you happy about this decision? Oh, man. <laughs> um, at the beginning, I definitely saw it as like, Ooh, we're going on vacation. Like, I get to go to a foreign country. It's going to be so cool. Um, <laughs> and then, like, the month passed, and, like, the novelty of it faded away, and I was like, yeah, this is stupid. <laughs> I hate this. Yeah, this is dumb. <laughs> I remember you came to youth group right before you left, and mm-hmm. I remember thinking, she does not seem sad. I think I would be <laughs> devastated if this was me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was very confused. Yeah, no, it was, yeah, it was a really weird time in my life, because I remember the night, like, before we left, because we left at, like, six in the morning. Um, I believe it was, like, February 10th, <laughs> if I, if I remembering that correctly, but I remember, like, the entire night before, like, I just cried for hours because I was like, I'm actually not going to see my friends anymore. I'm moving to another place. Like, it was actually hitting me, and I was like, this is terrible. (laughs) But, of course, like, once I got there, it was like, oh, how cool, you know, I'm in a new place. Um, Yeah, I get to go discover new things. I get to post cool pictures on my Instagram. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, this is going to be fun. And then, yeah, it, like, really hit me like, a few weeks later, and I was like, okay, like, I don't know anybody, you know, like, it's just me and my sister, and we're not getting along very well, we're fighting a lot, I'm like, this is dumb, I was like, no, I was not happy after that, like, novelty wore off, for sure. Yeah, (laughs) so, Juan, or Wandy, how do you want me to call you? Wandy. Wandy, okay. I mean, that's how they call me here, so. Okay, you can pull a little closer. So, tell me about your family. Mm-hmm. My family, <laughs> um, they're very interesting. <laughs> but, uh, so, this is the first thing, interesting thing, is that Americans and Ecuadorians, we have a different definition of family for me family i think of everybody my cousins my grandparents my uncles my aunts 
and here is mom, dad, and siblings, if you mm -hmm. have any, right? So, um, in that case, my I have, of course, both of my parents are alive, thankfully, um, and uh, they're divorced. They divorced, they got a divorce when I was probably 14 or 15, um, and, um, and I have one brother, he is younger than me, a younger brother, who is currently married uh, and he already had a baby three weeks uh, ago two weeks ago or <laughs> wow. three weeks ago yes. um and yeah and i like i said four fourth of my grandparents are they're still alive thank god so i got to enjoy them a lot and and we normally in south america we <clears throat> have big families so we have I have a lot of cousins in both of my family, my mom's and my dad's side, and um, we're we're a pretty close family, and, and yeah, I mean, that, that that's that, and I miss them a lot. <laughs> <laughs> How many people are at the average just family get together? Uh, just in an average get together, I will say like around fifteen to twenty people. How about like Christmas yeah. or something? Oh man. <laughs> Christmas Christmas could get around because Christmas is really interesting. You <laughs> normally celebrate it two times. So the twenty you plan and you say the twenty fourth I'm gonna go with my dad's side of the family, yes. the twenty fifth with my mom's side of the family. Uh, but the thing is when you go to your dad's side of the family, for example, you bring your wife and your kids. So your cousin that is married will bring his wife and his kids and it gets like a huge uh, gathering and um, we with kids and everything I will say around 50 people or probably yeah. yeah it depends on the family they're bigger <coughs> family than mine yeah so it could be I don't know 60 70 you know wow sometimes they find the bigger the biggest house <laughs> to fit then, everybody in and it and then they try <laughs> to fit everybody there yeah like when we first started dating um, I remember being um invited to your dad's wife's family yeah. christmas dinner and it was like i'm just a girlfriend here <laughs> like we're we just started dating yeah. yeah i was invited to his stepmom's family's dinner and it was like i was a part of um secret santa like wow. I, we did everything yeah and i was like wow, this is a huge family. I don't know anybody here. Yet they're like, Leisha, welcome to the family. I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> I, I remember when my dad got married for the second time. He, for me and my brother got really complicated because <laughs> we had my mom's Christmas gathering, my dad's Christmas gathering, my dad's wife Christmas gathering. And I was dating Leisha already. And I had Leisha's christmas gathering <laughs> i was like oh my gosh so many christmas things <laughs> uh, but you know that's our priority and and uh we, we just go and, and, and enjoy you know you eat a lot we eat a lot we eat a lot yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> how did your family make their money uh my grandpa he i think everything started with my grandpa my mom's dad um he's a very smart guy he he i, I don't want to say that he's a millionaire or anything <laughs> like that but he's been a really good uh, uh, like a administrator of uh, or steward of his money let's say and the things that he, he's had uh so 
the first thing that I remember that they had, my grandpa had a shrimp farm <laughs> in near to the coast of Ecuador. And that's kind of, like, it was the main income uh, from for, for years. Uh, then they had a rice, what is it called? Like a rice, rice production farm. farm <laughs> yeah. Um, and that was another good years. And then it got really complicated because it was in the coast of Ecuador, which is a little bit more dangerous than we were living in the Andes. So there was a lot of uh, attacks from uh, just ba like gangs and stuff like that. And my grandpa got kidnapped in one of those times and it was pretty crazy. And so they decided to sell that. And then my... Wait, what was he doing when he got kidnapped? So he had the shrimp farm and already the shrimp farms were known by getting like being attacked by these gangs and they will try to steal the boats and the motor of the boats and try to steal the shrimp and all the things that they had because they had a lot of um, machinery let's say inside uh, and they will come with guns and everything so one time my grandpa was getting into his the shrimp farm that they will have to drive a boat to get in there and when they got there they were already waiting like 15 guys with huge uh, rifles waiting for them and they were kidnapped for four days. Um, they what they wanted was money, so they were mm -hmm. asking for money, and they were, they stole almost everything. Uh, so it was really really crazy, and they sold that because of that reason. And he came back to our, the city that we lived, and they decided to open with my uncles, and, uh, my mom's brothers, and my grandpa. They decided to open a gas station, so that was kind of like the main income for the family. And I had another uncle that he he owns a restaurant, and that was another huge part of the family. And my mom worked for them. My mom worked for my uncle in the restaurant, and now she's working in the gas station. So that's been kind of like a family business thing mm -hmm. that we've always kind of like worked together. Hmm. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I would never have thought that a shrimp farmer would be <laughs> such a dangerous yeah. job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially because... <coughs> with inflation the shrimp price goes higher mm. so they try to come and steal the shrimp and it just it just <laughs> gets pretty crazy <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. so how did you guys meet do you want me to tell this story <laughs> so <laughs> my version versus yours so when i first got to ecuador we the um Catholic religion is like the biggest religion there. Mm -hmm. So we tried to find a Christian church and we were living outside of the bigger city at that time. And there was just this tiny little yeah. hole in the wall oh. um, church that said Iglesia Cristiana. We're like, oh, Cristiana, that means Christian. <laughs> we'll go there. <laughs> um, so we started going there. It was like maybe 10 people. Oh, really? Yes. And so we stuck out like sore thumbs. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> We're just the white people sitting in the back. <laughs> um, but. And her dad is huge. And yeah, my dad's super tall, <laughs> yeah. especially compared to the people in Ecuador. And um, so <laughs> we kind of got in contact with the pastor um, who then got us in contact, in contact with the mother church. I guess mm. we could say, of the bigger city. Um, and so as we kind of got to know people, 
um, we eventually moved to the bigger city, started going to that church where I actually met his best friend. Um, his dad was one of the secondary pastors, assistant pastors. Um, and so we were hanging out with some friends. Uh, and I was, of course, the gringa. Yeah. <laughs> was, I was just there. I didn't really know any Spanish, so I was just hanging out. <laughs> I was. They always were very nice and invited me to do things. And I would, like, help out with what I could when I understood them. <laughs> but there were one time that we just... We went out for pizza, and his friends like. I can pick it up from there. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. You finish. Yeah, I remember that day I was walking <laughs> home, actually going to my grandma's home, and uh, he called me. He's like, "Hey, dude. So there's this gringa here with us. I mean, she came uh, a few months ago to our church, and we're eating pizza, but it's just really odd. Like she's sitting at the end of the table, and she like." <laughs> There's just this one girl that is talking to her, but uh, do you think you can come and talk to her, like include her in the conversation since you know English? And I'm like, yeah, sure. I'm like, are you going to buy me pizza? Then? <laughs> like, yeah, sure. I like pizza. <laughs> so I came and uh, we spent some time talking there, like we met there at the pizza place. Yeah, we spent like the entire, entire night evening, yeah. talking. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's how we met. And the thing is, like I got... I was in love, you know, I was like, oh, the Ecuadorian boy, and I met this this girl from the States. So in my head, I was probably 18 years old, and I was thinking, oh, this could be it, you know, I can probably <laughs> do something. I went home, I went to her Facebook, I stalked her, like, the whole Facebook. Even my grandma saw me stalking her, she's like, who's that girl? Like, oh, it's just a good, this girl that I met in this pizza place with my friends. Um, and it was funny because we talked for maybe a, a day. <laughs> One night we were chatting about probably going out and eating something. And then we didn't talk for like two years. Two years. <laughs> what? We yeah. will see each other around the city. But I was like, I guess my self-esteem wasn't very high. And I was thinking, nah, I'm just from Ecuador. <laughs> she's from the States. I don't think she will want anything with me. So I was like, I'm not going to do anything. And we didn't talk to each other for like two years. Mm-hmm. And then my same best friend. He kind of like put us together in a different situation again after two years. <laughs> and he invited me to a soccer game and he invited her too without telling me. So we got there and uh, we saw each other after two years, kind of like we... And by that time, she spoke Spanish perfectly. <laughs> so we were speaking Spanish. And um, after that day, I went home and I was like, oh my gosh, I, I this girl is so pretty. And <laughs> Like what? What am I? And what am I doing? So I was like thinking, I'm gonna give it a try. You know, if yeah. it doesn't work, it doesn't work. I mean, so I I tried and I started messaging her through WhatsApp, and <laughs> we didn't. We haven't stopped talking since then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my side of the story again. I felt the exact same way. <laughs> I was like, oh man, that guy was so cute, and he was so nice to talk to. Man, and I stalked his Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, wow, when is he going to, like, text me? Maybe I should message him, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And, yeah, it just never came to anything. Like, we talked a few times on Facebook, and we saw each other a few times. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, yeah, in passing. And we'd say hi to each other, but it, like, never went to anything. And by the time we saw each other after those two years, I was like, oh, you know, it's... 
nothing's gonna work out like she wasn't interested yeah it's fine if we're just friends we can just be friends it'll it'll be fine it'll be cool um and then he actually like started showing interest and started talking to me and i was like mm, okay <laughs> the funny thing is that in those two years that we didn't talk at all there was one day i used to part of the things that i used to do is I like to make some uh, desserts, like a tiramisu, specifically for my uncle's restaurant. Mm -hmm. And there was a coffee shop in the corner of my uncle's restaurant that I started oh selling the, the, the tiramisu for them too. <laughs> and I was going inside to deliver the, the tiramisu that afternoon, and I saw her with another guy in that coffee shop. <laughs> and the door of the coffee shop, it was like, glass and you could see through it and i saw i saw her and she saw me but she she got so embarrassed that i was coming in and i was going to see her with another boy that i just saw which her. it was not a date yeah for your information it was i was literally just hanging out with a friend but i don't know what, what she thought <laughs> i was going to think and I don't she know. stood up and she ran to the I bathroom i ran to the bathroom oh man <laughs> That was weird. <laughs> and I was like, because I'm really good at like turning bright red when I'm embarrassed. Mm. Like bright red. And everyone loved to point that out, especially in Ecuador. They're like, oh, you like a tomato. And I always could understand tomato. I'm like, oh, yeah. Which would just make me even more like bright red. Uh, and so I turned bright red. I could like feel it in my face. And I was like, I don't want him to see me bright red. So I ran to the bathroom. I don't even think and like, I like cooled down my face as best as I could. I was like, okay i'll go back out and i came out and you were gone <laughs> yeah, I, don't even, I don't even think she told the other guy excuse me i'm going to the bathroom and she yeah. just stood up and <laughs> just really long man. Man. <laughs> he was like sorry uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's cute that's cute yeah. <laughs> can you guys demo your spanish for me um yeah what do you what what do you want us to do or say i don't care <laughs> if you need to read something i could grab a bible no, nah, I think it's fine. We can come up with something. Okay. ¿Cómo estás? Um, bien, aquí estoy haciendo un podcast con mi amiga vieja. ¿Vieja? Vieja. Bueno, ella no es vieja, pero ya. Desde antes hemos conocido un tiempo. ¿Y al esposo le conociste? ¿no? Sí, también. Interesante. ¿También iba al grupo de jóvenes? Más... Yo lo, le conocía por su abuela. Ella iba a vivir. Uh -huh, sí. Yo crecí con ella. Gotcha. Uh -huh. mm. <laughs> yeah, so good. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. about if, she, if your husband was in youth group too with you guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. But yeah. I know him because of his grandma. Yep. That's what I said. Gotcha. <laughs> yes. So, that's cool. Are you, like, fluent now? She is fluent. Yes. Cool. <laughs> but I would say I've forgotten a lot of my Spanish. Not a lot. I just am not as quick, mm -hmm. I would say, as I used to be because I've been here for a year and I just don't use it as much, which is really sad. It makes mm. me very sad that I don't get to use my Spanish as much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So, Alicia, what were some of your favorite things about Ecuador and the culture? Maybe the place, too. Hmm. <clears throat> so, um, I would say some of my favorite things was just how friendly people were. Um, 
they were it, it was a very warm culture um and they were just always so open to invite me places like again I didn't know Spanish at like like the first six months to a year that I was there I mean it took me you know a long time to like gain the confidence to actually like speak and talk to people so people were very patient with me you know yeah some of them some of them were kind of mean (laughs) but they were just yeah they were patient they really didn't care if I didn't understand they would still like say hi to me (laughs) they'd find ways to like involve me in things especially in their church they were yeah they were just super kind so that I really really enjoyed and then yeah they were just they're so friendly like I remember I think it was my 17th birthday there was like one of my absolutely favorite birthdays just because again I was like still trying to understand things um in school I was like kind of lost (laughs) but they were still very very kind to me and they like pulled this whole trick (laughs) where they're like we need to you know go take Leisha to the library and they're like chatting behind my back well, really right in front of my face, and I didn't know what they were saying, and they're like, yeah, we're just gonna, like, pull a birthday party for her, like, so, like, yeah, we're gonna take you to the library so you can go talk to this teacher because of some, I don't know, it was, like, some science thing that people were gonna go to, and they're like, we want you to go, and I don't even know, (laughs) but um, I was like, okay, whatever, and so we, like, walked over to the library, and they talked to this teacher, and I'm like, do-do-do-do-do, I don't know what's going on, <laughs> and then we walk back, and, like, the lights are off, they have a birthday cake oh, for man. me, and, like, they all start singing, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so sweet, like, the entire class was, like, so involved, it was just so sweet. Birthdays, yeah, it was a huge celebration, and I've never felt, like, that loved before just by, like, classmates. And so it was just so kind. And then I had other friends from my school who also brought me a birthday cake. (laughs) And so like at recess, yes, we had recess in high school. (laughs) (laughs) Another weird thing, schools are very different. Um, But like they also did like a little mini birthday party for me and they had like balloons and a cake. It was just so sweet. I don't know. I just I just loved how loving they were. And of course, the food. Food is great food is so good man I miss the food and it was all super fresh they didn't have fast food I mean like Mm. they had food that was prepared quickly but not like super processed food like they do have here yeah like you know it comes on a big old truck and then they just heat it up for you no this was like homemade in a restaurant like someone's grandma is in the back cooking (laughs) and and, that was the best example to to compare foods to the states is like a sandwich is not lunch in Ecuador. Like that's not considered lunch. That's that's a snack. Like you don't eat a sandwich for lunch. You <laughs> eat your soup and your and then your rice and your meat and your salad. Like that's a whole meal. Like a huge lunch and a huge dinner. Like a, I will remember when whenever I will tell my mom, she will ask me, Hey, have you had lunch? I'm like, Yeah, I had a hamburger. That's not lunch. Come and eat. <laughs> I had to eat soup and my rice or my carbs and, you know, meat, meat and salad. And that was the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when we got married, 
I would have lunch, or a lunch, you know, just a good old sandwich and some potato chips. Totally normal here. Yeah. And his grandma would always be like, that, yeah, gosh, you Americans, <laughs> that is not a lunch. And I'm like, yes, it is. <laughs> for me, it is a lunch. I know it's not a lunch for you guys. Stop judging me. <laughs> yeah. So but, the people eat a lot there is what I yeah. gather. But yes. are the people thin? Mm-hmm. yes yeah probably because of the not processed nature of the food yeah and it's just i mean cars are like insanely expensive there oh so i mean it's not abnormal to have a car i mean it, yeah it's pretty common but people walk, a lot. people walk everywhere the public transportation is really good a taxi from like anywhere within like the city is a dollar 25 wow <laughs> so yeah super cheap if you want to go like outside the city or to a farther neighborhood then it could be a little bit more expensive we have taximeters now oh yeah where it, it uh, like marks how many miles you're going mm. or whatever but even then it's yeah nothing like it is here mm-hmm. and the bus was 30 cents right was it 30 cents mm-hmm. i remember when we first got there it was 25 and then it went up to no, 30. 30 yeah so um, you can pretty much get anywhere on any bus for 30 cents. <laughs> wow. Um, so, yeah, we would walk everywhere. I mean, <clears throat> the entire time that we we were there, we didn't own a car yep. until a few months before we left, really. Yep. And, yeah, that's when we got yep. a car, and then we're like, oh, no, we're going to leave. We sold it. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember um, one time one of Alicia's friends came to visit down there, and uh, when they were leaving... She came to me, she approached me, and she's like, I have to ask you this. I haven't seen one single obese person <laughs> while I've been here in Echo. I'm like, yeah, you don't find them, like, here very often. Mm-hmm. This is, like, very rare to find an obese person. You mm-hmm. you see chubby people, but not, like, they're not <laughs> Yeah, they're you'll not. see, like, you know, the chubby, they're they're the chubby grandma, chubby. Yeah. you know, yeah. or a woman who's had lots of kids, or, you know... I mean, oftentimes you'll see guys with, like, their beer guts. <laughs> but they're not obese. They're not, like, overweight. overweight. They're yeah. just on the heavier side. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> but food. Food is great. I love food. <laughs> what was your least favorite thing? Oh, man. My least favorite thing about Ecuador. Um... I would say how it could be unsafe. We were in a pretty safe city. Um, Loja was our city, and it was it was considered to be one of the safest. Um, but still, it was like you don't go out at night unless you're like in a group, or you know, go with a friend somewhere, or if you're gonna get in a taxi. Like my dad would always tell me, like take a picture of. Plates. the plates or they had like the identity uh, identifications on the back of the seats of like who your taxi driver is or who the owner of the taxi was and so you'd always be like take pictures if you're going anywhere alone like stuff like that just to be safe i mean yeah there it was just like there pocket. are lots of these yeah like, uh, what is the word pickpocket pick pickpockets pick yeah <laughs> is that yeah. what they're called but more like petty thieves not like yeah. crazy robberies no, no, not, in, not in our city. Yeah, on the coast, like, you know. The shrimp. The thing. shrimp farmers. And, and it's mainly because the population in the coast is, like, a lot compared to my city. And there's a lot of poverty, the too. Poverty is huge, so they're using more, like, armed. Hmm. Robbery, yeah. Of. In my city, the 
They'll they have like maybe have little knives. knives and things like that. Yeah. yeah. Or kitchen knives because we don't have pocket knives. That's true. Kitchen knives. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's probably like my least favorite thing. But that's something that you're going to find literally anywhere and everywhere is bad people. So yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> well, t- I'll talk to you later. Okay. I'll be talking to her for a minute. Um, what What did your dad do? Did like Did he work? What did y'all do? Um. So the first year ish that we were there, or maybe it was like the first like six months. Um. No, maybe it was a year. I think it was about a year. He didn't do anything. He like retired here, so he didn't have a whole lot because he retired early. Um. But from what he had from his retirement, we kind of lived off um, for that first year and everything. Um, and it was kind of just like a sabbatical, I think, yeah. for him. I wouldn't say it's a hel- it was a healthy sabbatical, <laughs> just because he also dealt with a lot of issues himself. But I won't go into detail on that. Um, but yeah, so after about a year, he's like, okay, I'm kind of bored, not doing a whole lot. So he went um to one of the universities there and he got a job teaching English Mm. so he was not just teaching English like the language but he was teaching the future English teachers if Ah, that makes sense yeah so those who are studying to be English teachers so he was doing like literature and I don't know he was like going into like I don't know he was going into the deep stuff of English (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) yeah phonetics and all that stuff I'm really proud of your mom to be like yeah let's just move yeah just try a different culture yeah yeah let's do that yeah Yeah. I'm proud of your mom what did she she think when she actually got there um man what did she think (laughs) um I think she was kind of in shock too of just like you know oh we are in a foreign country what are we doing with our lives you know like what what's the plan here my dad was like super relaxed like oh you know this is gonna be great this is gonna be totally fine blah 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 and she was more like ah worried about (laughs) things and everything um but yeah I think she pretty much just put it all in the hands of the Lord. Like, I respect her so much for that. Because yeah. she was like, you know, I'm here. I'm going to support my husband. I don't agree with him. Yeah. <laughs> but she's like, I'm still, I'm still going to, you know, support him. I'm going to help my daughter as much as I can. Because after a few months, my sister left. And then my brother left, too. So it was just me. Um, so we really became good friends. <laughs> I think me and my mom after, um, those first few months, my siblings left. Um, so yeah, she was just really, she was there for me, I think more than anything. And she told me, she told me what she's like, honestly, I think the only reason that we came here is so that you would find your husband. And I'm <laughs> like, mom, do not say that. I do not want to marry an Ecuadorian. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> And here we are today. So why didn't you want to? <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> I was just like, no, I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm just going to move back to the States when I'm 18. Like, when I'm legally an adult, I'm just going to leave. Like, I don't want any ties to Ecuador. It's like, no, mm. I'm not doing that. Lo and behold. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But yeah. 
So did your dad find what he was looking for in the different culture? Um, yes and no. <laughs> I think he, I think he learned a lot. Um, yeah, just with like being friendly, being generous, saying hi to people, you know, learning. I mean, he was he was pretty good at being a work a workaholic. Yeah, he was really good at that. <laughs> um, so he kind of got into that routine again eventually like over the years um so i think he did learn a few things but at the same time i think it was very hard for him um yeah he dealt with a lot of issues mentally and it was also like a huge struggle so that just made it harder on us sure so yeah i don't know how in depth i want to go yeah, you don't have that. to i'm just imagining that like yeah here maybe he was busy and maybe he had things that were bugging him that he could push back and then once you leave you're like got nothing to distract me anymore yeah and I think here he had a lot of accountability like within the Mm. church and friends and then there he had like none and so it was just really hard for him I think yeah yeah I see I see Mm -hmm. (laughs) all right you're back in the hot seat, Warren. All right. So uh, why did you agree to move to the States and to Idaho? Um, so there was a couple of things that made me kind of like say yes and, uh, and decide kind of like for our family to move up here. Um, so one of the things is that Dave, it's just that he put that... Uh, bug in my head at the beginning <laughs> because with COVID happening in 2020 the situation in Ecuador financially was looking pretty bad although it didn't crash as we expected it was going to but it was looking pretty bad a lot of businesses shut down because of the situation school stopped for a while because we were not able to go to school and things like that and teachers started to get laid off and things just <coughs> happened and um Dave had a friend in uni- in college, the university that he worked, and he told him, if you can't leave the country because Ecuador is going to crash. <laughs> we all thought that, honestly. Like, he wasn't some... It was... He wasn't lying or anything. We, we It was just what we saw it was going to happen. And We Dave, all thought it was going to be terrible yeah. everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and yeah. Um, Dave got pretty scared about it, and uh, he decided... And I think it was perfect timing as well for him and for their marriage and everything to move back. We were already pushing before COVID that they should move (laughs) back to the States again. Uh, But this just was kind of like the, yeah, the thing that made him decide. And he was like, okay, we're going back to the States. And uh, of course he didn't force us to, to come or he didn't tell us to come, but he did say, Guys, I, I won't, I won't kind of like, I want you to be safe if you will consider the idea to moving to the States back with us, that'd be awesome. And in my head, I, by that time, I was thinking, yeah, I mean, things are going to get harder here. I might be able to find a job in the States because even with the whole situation, the state is a stronger country financially. And I don't think it will crash that anytime soon as Ecuador, we thought it was going to. So um, then we started praying about it. We're like, okay, this is a possibility. It's not that we're saying that we're going to move. 
we started to pray about it. In my head, I had this idea. We, I always had the idea to come to the States, but not in 2020. Like, that was not <laughs> the plan. Uh, so I started praying about it and thinking, like, if it was the best chance to come here. Uh, so we had some kind of, like, signs that we asked God to know if it was the right time. And one of them, it was, like, if we have somebody that will receive us in their house and they will let us live there for them for a while until we can get in our own feet then that was the first thing and if we couldn't find anybody um then it was a no because these parents they, they don't they don't have any houses or anything here they sold everything when they left so they were going to live with dave's mom and we didn't want to go and like four people yeah <laughs> it was just going to be a mess so we're like if somebody else can take us in their house i'll be awesome so that was the first thing and uh our friends jason and dana they we when we talked to them they we we told them do you want to pray about it and they're like no no you just come like well well <laughs> actually way before we ever considered moving they were always like you know we have an extra room mm-hmm. just remember that you know we have an extra room that is always going to be available to you guys i'm like okay and so once this come up the once this came up we we're like Remember how you said you had an extra room? Is it still available? They're like, yes, of course. (laughs) So that was the first thing. And and we were like, okay, first thing, we got a place if we decide to move. And then the other thing is that that by by that time, we were planning on getting Leisha's uh, citizenship because she was already married to me. Before that, she had a visa that allowed her to live there permanently if she wanted to, but residency. Uh huh. But um, she what she wasn't a citizen, so we were like, okay, let's let's work on that. Um, and that was kind of like before COVID, we were planning that, and then COVID hit, of course, and all the offices <laughs> shut down. We couldn't do anything. But the problem was that since she was under Dave's b- visa, and Dave's visa allowed her to have residency, the moment that he will leave the country. She was on her own. And in order to do anything, in order to get her citizenship, we will need Dave to be in the country so her visa will be valid to uh. process everything. So it was kind of like a circle that we were in. Well, and an, impo- there's an, something else. an important yeah point was I changed my last name because um, that's just what you do. Can you say your last name again? Sotomayor. Okay, can you say it white? Yeah. <laughs> Sodomire. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> but I, I absolutely hate the white version. <laughs> like it doesn't Alicia sound Sotomayor. as cool, but I have no idea what size. Yeah. yeah. There's actually a Supreme Sotomayor. Court judge. That has there is. Yeah, one of the Supreme Court judges. Mm. Sotomayor. But yes, I like to say it the Ecuadorian way. <laughs> but um, I changed my last name from Parsons. And on, since we got married in Ecuador, my marriage certificate or our marriage certificate had Leisha Parsons on it. Mm-hmm. So they don't last in Ecuador, they don't change their last name and they're like, on paper, you are not the right person that is married to Juan. Uh-huh. And I was like, it was just this huge problem. I was like, why did I change my last name? Everybody told me not to. Because <laughs> if we, I, we if I hadn't, if I hadn't, we would have easily been able to get my my citizenship oh and it would have been fine (laughs) so it was a big deal and it was a problem that we had to fix and that was the other thing uh and it was just as expensive as if we wanted to get my residency here in the states 
So we thought about it and we we're like, okay, if we go back to the States and we want to come back to Ecuador, it's easier for Alicia to go back in the country whenever she wants because we don't have any restrictions for Americans to come. Um, but the States, they have restrictions for us to come and it's harder to get a visa. So by that time, I had a tourist visa um, uh, valid. So I, I could come to the States as a tourist, but we thought, since we're gonna, instead of spending all that money that we was going to cost and the time that we had to wait that we didn't have because Dave was already leaving the country and we needed him in there to do everything too. Um, we were like, why, would, why don't we go to the States and work on my residency? We spend the same amount of money and it's gonna be sooner than getting her citizenship because everything, everything was closed in Ecuador. So after praying and knowing those two things, we kind of like started asking for advice to our family and our pastor and, and, and friends from church and our close friends. And we were like, you know, there's no opportunities here in Ecuador. And we think that we have, we have better chances to kind of like improve and do more things in the States. And we started to feel cold to come to the States for from God and we kind of like felt that peace of coming um, and then I told Lisha that I think it's the best thing to do right now and that's why we decided to come to the States in the first place. I, I will say that those are the reasons why there's mm -hmm. nothing else. How much <laughs> did you want to? Mm, I I think by that time I thought it was, I, I still think it, it was a good decision um but did I, you want to though yeah i wanted it <laughs> i think i i think i really wanted it and it was kind of like one of the main things i'm like it's always excited for exciting for uh hispanic to go to the states because we have this picture of the states as the greatest country in the world you know? <laughs> how did it and match up <laughs> <laughs> no, not even close to, to what you think yeah, uh, but it's definitely surprised. it's definitely better in some areas Mm -hmm. uh, so I will say I, I've learned now the good things of both countries and the bad things of both countries, mm -hmm. which are there kind of like, so. Yeah. So tell mm -hmm. me about those goods and bads of both. Um, <laughs> so I think for, uh, I think for a Hispanic person, all the things that they tell you about the United States is not true, especially not these last two years <laughs> I, I always tell my family this the united states that you had a picture of is not the same and the things that they show you over there are not the same here living yeah every day what do life. they show you so they show you just the normal things you know they think that uh hopefully i don't get into very political controversy here but uh, <laughs> they they Think that the gov the actual government they hated Donald Trump. They didn't know why they hated it, but they hated it because the media said that he was a, the worst president in the and United very States. Very racist. And CNN was their main. Uh -huh. oh. CNN, <laughs> CNN is the main resource down there. And Facebook and those things. Source. You know? Yeah. So, so I see why also the COVID panic was a lot. Yes. Um, and they love this government. No, they think uh. Joe Biden is the best president the United States has had you know um and they also think that you come to the states and in one month you are rich you mm. you get a job and uh, i, I mean I th everything. probably one month is too exaggerated but 
in a couple of months or, or half a year, you can already be set, have a huge truck, a uh, nice house. Yeah, the American dream. The Ameri living the American dream, yeah. Uh, which I think it's possible that you actually kind of like work really hard to get there. But uh, I feel like this 2020-21 has changed a lot of things here in the States and it's not easy as they think it is anymore. Well, it was never that easy. Yeah. You had to work for it. So many <laughs> taxes for one. I mean, maybe if you were an immigrant working under the table where you yes, aren't worried about exactly. taxes, it can add up a lot quicker. Yeah. But, I mean, it's t it's time, <laughs> really. Yeah. I mean, the number one predictor for wealth is age. And yeah. so, like, even if you've just been in the country for two years, I mean, that essentially means you're 20. So mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, it's yeah. not a thing. Yeah, and, and, and that's the idea that you have of the, of the states down there. And um, I think for me it was different because I'm an immigrant that before we came, we decided to do things right and I didn't want to work under the table. And that's what everything changed. And uh, that made it a lot harder because I found how easy it is for an immigrant to find job under the table. Mm -hmm and avoid taxes and those kind of things. And of course, if you send that money to your country, then it turns into a lot of money down there, which yeah. makes sense. Um, but Does uh, a dollar have a lot more buying power? Well, you mentioned the public transportation, but how about like with yeah. food? Does a dollar go a lot further? Yes. Yeah. 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 I, for example, when we first got married, I went on my bike down to the market that was literally down the street from our apartment. And I bought groceries, like meat, vegetables, and then like eggs, I think, were like the three things that I mainly bought, and fruit, and fruit, for 20 bucks for the week. Like, that's that was my grocery bill, and we can normally like stay in that, for that like week, we did pretty yeah. good. Sometimes we'd go to like the bigger, like supermarket, yeah. but that's just That's 100 bucks here. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> I think about that and I'm like, oh, the good old days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. and then, yeah, I think uh, besides from that, I just feel like the States, you have a lot of social problems to deal with. Um, it is really hard to fit in society here in the States, I feel like, compared to Ecuador. Um, I, I haven't experienced <coughs> racism or anything like that. But because everybody has their idea, their own idea of different things, you have to be really careful what you say here. And yeah, people are very sensitive right yeah. now, which yeah. is unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, I, I think that those are the, I would say, the hardest things. And compared to Ecuador, Ecuador, I feel like has a lot of bad things too, starting with the government, which I feel is universal. Like, all over the world right now but uh ecuador government it's been bad managed for years and that's made like it's really hard to find a job in ecuador they not they don't hire you if you don't have at least three years of experience and mm. you say but how am i supposed to get experience if you don't hire me yeah and you go back in that circle and they never mm -hmm. hire you if you're young they want old people to work for everything and you have to have a college education college education is very like if you want to be somehow successful you have to you make have it through to. college and um, you, there's no trades that you can get into and make a lot of money mm -hmm. that is actually really cheap down there um, and then 
the unsafety it's huge in south american countries like poly the police is very corrupt like not even close to what it could be here or in bigger countries like very very corrupt you normally find police chiefs involved in narco traffic and things yeah. like that all the time uh which makes it unsafe yeah. it's really hard to buy cars and things like that um yeah I mean, it, as bad as the American police can be sometimes, mm -hmm. I feel like they're the exception to the rule of what police are. Yeah. No, yeah. You, you actually, as an Hispanic, and you can see that here in the States, you dream of a good police force in your country. You, you Actually, the States is a reference. You're like, oh, we wish the cops would be like the cops in the States, you know, because our cops are like really bad, prepared, and they're very corrupt, and they... they they don't care about their job. They just want to make money because cops make good money in Ecuador. So. Yeah. I can't remember where I heard it. Gosh, but I'm just going to remember bits. But essentially, this guy said, do not ever leave your women with the cops. Like, that's not a thing mm. that you do. Yeah, so. they are pretty, they can get pretty nasty. Down there. Yeah, man, I just remember this one time. We, we had just gotten back from like a retreat with our youth group. And we left all our backpacks in this one room, like downstairs. We had like a two-level church, so like the sanctuary was upstairs. And we left all the backpacks in one room, and we had a front and back door. They were open. And these two guys, we had cameras, so we, we watched them walk in, grab backpacks, and leave. And like we had them on camera, <laughs> like we had the evidence like all of these things and we called the police they like some friends like try to chase them down and everything and when the police came they're like yeah but like what was in the backpacks <laughs> like how much money would it like what what would be the value of the backpacks because that's that they, what's important like yeah. they didn't care about and doing anything that's the role right. that they play in order to <laughs> not do anything they always do that you know they yeah. know that they have it was to so frustrating start questions let their guy run away and yeah that's how he works pretty much and yeah. if they get him they took him they take him to jail for a night then they somehow say that he's innocent and then just let him go yeah <laughs> or if somebody steals something and then they find it you have to prove that it's yours that can be hard yeah it really and it's I don't, like i don't know how to prove my purse is mine yeah if, no especially if your id's taken out of it you're like yeah, yeah. and it's like you, have a receipt you do it? have the receipt with like the code of your iphone what yeah okay. and it's like no obviously not why would i have that yeah and so they're like nope well then you can't take it, it, it <laughs> it's, it's just general corruption like there yeah. are huge things they have built hospitals and they say that it's gonna cost a million dollars when in, in reality it just cost 500000 yeah. and the other 500000 they stole it yeah. for them. So things like that that I can see happening here too. But um, I just feel like in this in Ecuador has been, or this in South America has affected the country in bigger proportions than it has affected here, I think. And um, But like I said, there's bad things here bad things there you know but there are also many good things here and many good things down there mm -hmm. so yeah 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 so it is 8 15 mm -hmm. when do you want to be done whenever you tell oh <laughs> 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 you have the power <laughs> um so 
Jordan wanted to know about the climate. Like, what's it like not mm. having really seasons because that's mm, awesome. the uh, equator and stuff. I mean, for me, that I grew up very awesome. For Alicia, it might be good. <laughs> um, yeah, I hated it at first. I hated not having snow during Christmas. Yeah. That was, like, the worst thing ever. But at the same time, it was, like, really nice to not have to think about what the weather is going to be like because I just knew. <laughs> like I was we in a habit. Check the weather app. I never, never. I now check it every morning because I'm yeah. like, what is it going to be seventy <laughs> yeah. today, or is it going to be forty eight degrees? Like, what is it? Because today it was seventy two yeah. or something like that. Seventy five. Wonderful. Today. It was nice, and like last week it was so cold. I'm like, I hate that. <laughs> yeah. I like fall. I love like I love the changing seasons, but there it was like. You had one wardrobe. <laughs> you didn't yeah. have to change it out for the season. Yeah. It was uh, it was very nice. <laughs> what was the temperature? It was, I would say the coldest it got was 50 degrees. Wow. And then, and that was like at, in the evening, you know, at night. So it was very common to like that's, bundle up and, you know, always have your jacket with you in the evenings. In the region where we lived, you know. Yes, that is true. I'm talking for in a mountain range. Um, and then during the day, it could be either rainy, so it could be like 60s and rainy, or it could be sunny and 75, but it never got hotter than that, I don't yeah, think. I would say it would be around 60s, the constant weather. Like yeah. if you check the app every day, you will always find 61, 62. 65. There are days where we live that it will get to 80 no yeah but it was like one day or like two or three hours in the morning or in the yeah. day and then it will go back to the normal yeah 60s and that that's the sun was very strong so if there are no clouds the if there are no clouds it was super hot at least it felt very hot but like the minute a cloud came you're like oh i need a sweater <laughs> yeah interesting <laughs> yeah so how did you feel about this summer having like over a month of a hundred plus degrees that was that was even rough for us natives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah for me it was so bad like i didn't know what was going on in my body you're <laughs> like what's the, the sweat <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i was like dehydrated i drink water and i still feel dehydrated i'm like what is going on it was hot. And we just bought an old truck that I was driving that didn't have air conditioner. So outside was 105. Inside my truck was 112. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. miserable. So for me, it was like, I wanted, I was ready to go back to Ecuador in this summer yeah. months. I was like, I'm done. He's like, miserable. I hate Boise. This is so hot. Yeah. Like, why I'm not in Alaska right now or somewhere there. <laughs> Summer cooler. Like, I'm more used to cooler weather, so yeah this is perfect like i love fall i love wi even winter i don't care i mean i love cold weather but summer it was like really tough yeah <laughs> yeah i wasn't a fan either of the super hot but that's just because it was way hot yeah. if it was like in the 90s i would have been fine mm -hmm. it is really amazing it feels like temperature goes exponential after 95 yes, mm -hmm. yes. <laughs> you yeah. can feel every degree after yeah. that <laughs> yeah it's fair. but yeah yeah. I mean, I don't know if I will ever get used to, like, over 100 weather. I think I will, but mm. but it's hard. Yeah, I don't think I'll get used to that. Yeah, I miss humidity. I miss my skin being hydrated Not dry. by my, like, the air. That's another <laughs> thing. Yeah, here it's super dry. And I feel like I'm always having to put lotion on. When there, I swear I never put lotion on. 
like ever it was just and, and it is, wasn't humid like sticky an, gross yeah, it was just it like was just not dry <laughs> here's, here's an interesting fact and we have a friend that he she has a son that he was born with kind of like eczema yeah on her mm-hmm. skin like very dry skin and uh he's lived he's he's lived in boise his whole life and they went just a few months ago down to florida for a vacation and oh, since yeah. florida is super humid just like ecuador i would say especially the coast part of ecuador um he went there for a week and he came back and he's like healed huh. his, his, his skin, skin is, is good because the only thing he needed it was, was a moisture <laughs> moisture and uh he has get a humidifier for their house <laughs> uh, yeah I, don't th- I, I think they should now but i don't uh, know but they, they 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 because for years they've been treating him and they couldn't find like anything to cure his dryness but without knowing without thinking about it they went down there and they just found out that he's been healing and even though he he even was prohibited from eating dairy because that will, they figure that they that causes more can, mm-hmm. and now he's eating dairy because it doesn't cause him anything really yeah. i didn't know that that's awesome yeah yeah Great. also uh how was the first snow uh for me it was fun it was <laughs> i enjoyed it a lot we went actually to a winter youth camp from the church and it mm-hmm. was ten thirty p.m. Everybody was getting inside, and I was outside with a bunch of twelve-year-olds playing <laughs> in, yeah. the in the snow. In the snow, it was fun. I mean, it was something that uh, I really enjoyed that we don't get to see ever. Ne- uh, never, ever. yeah, <laughs> yeah. In There's like except, one mountain in Ecuador that's seven volcanoes down there. We have yeah, snow. but even then, it's just ice. Yeah, it's not like hmm. snow not is like, falling. Yeah, it's just frozen water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not quite so sweet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. So we were talking about this at dinner, but I think it's probably worth saying again. You were mm-hmm. talking about the difference between relationships mm-hmm. in Ecuador and America. Yeah. So I read this book once about she was a missionary uh, in Africa. And uh, she's been in South America too. And she said that the Af- African culture compared to the South American culture are very similar. And I think it has to do, she said, maybe because of the location, because Ecuador is like right in the equator, you know, and there are some areas in Africa that are right in the equator. And for some reason, she said that South American countries, she called them the warm cu- culture, and she will call Europe and the United States the cold culture. And um, meaning by that, that um, in South America and Africa, the culture is very welcoming. Relationships are over, like they're a priority before Mm. work and production and making money and things like that. So you can be really poor (coughs) down there, but you are, you don't care. You're happy as long as you have your family and your friends with you. Like. Mm yeah honestly you could live poor <laughs> but have your friends and family with you and that's fine you don't even think about it like that's the main thing even when you get a job you want to have a really good like the the, the main thing is like you want to have a really good relationship with your boss or whoever's over you because that's what we care about you know relationships uh we don't mind having people over in our house like you don't have to be invited to come to our house you can just come whenever you want mm-hmm. Uh, just knock on the door and say, can I come in? Yeah, sure. Then we hang out for hours. <laughs> uh, where, whereas here in the States and Europe, it's different because 
even though relationships happen here it, they're not a priority and the priority here is work production and that's possibly why you see european and in the united states being a more <laughs> advanced like more advanced when it comes to financially yeah, and, economy. and economy and things like that because the main thing for them is work and work and produce and produce and later if you have time you focus in your relationships with friends and people and family and family yeah. like for example here in the states it's very common that you you finish high school and everybody takes their way some some of them go to the other side of the country mm -hmm. and you will see your family only on christmas in ecuador that's really weird if you go to study to a different city you <laughs> come and visit on the weekends you come and visit on the weekends <laughs> like every weekend one if week, it's possible one week a part of your family it's a lot yeah um and uh we always getting together like that's the main thing which here is not like very important you know like mm -hmm. you don't see families <coughs> completely apart all the time you might <coughs> see one or two of the f members of the family that are in other countries or in other cities but mainly for example my whole my whole family except for one uncle and me and my brother now we are in different places but the rest of my family they're all in the same city they we even live close like to the point that for example if your parents build a house they <laughs> leave the structure above their roofs or above they their, don't create a roof they don't create a roof yeah we just build another platform above our house so your son or your daughter whenever they have the chance they build above they you can build on top because yeah. you want to be as close as possible to your family where here in the States, you want to leave your parents' house <laughs> as soon as possible. Yeah, 18, and, you're out of the and, house. And go way further, like, mm -hmm. as farther as you can, uh, which is completely different down there. Yeah. So. I mean, another simple example um, is just how we greet each other. Yeah. Um, here, you know, you walk into a party and you wave to everyone. You're like, oh, hey, hi, guys. Hey, what's up? And that's it. Like, that's that's how you say hi. In Ecuador, and this took me, a, like, a long time to get used to. But now that I was, like, so used to it, I miss it so much. You would walk into a room and you would say hello to every single person by giving them a hug. And you wouldn't kiss them on the cheek, but you would touch cheeks and make, like, oh, a yeah. kiss sound. Like, you just go, you know, yeah. hi, like, how are you? Yeah, even... If you're meeting someone for the first time. Yeah. If if it's someone that you know or that your friend knows or your family knows or somebody knows them, yes. If it's like a person in the market or a tax driver, like you're not obviously going to do that with a complete stranger. But if it's someone that well, like your you friend knows, oh, well, you could shake hands. That's more of like a guy to guy thing. But no, like if your friend knows a friend of a friend <laughs> and you see them in the street they're like oh hey you say hello to them unless like you're gonna be kind of like standoffish and be like no i'm not gonna say hi to that person which sometimes you can do that but it's rude <laughs> yeah um and they will think did you see her like she didn't she, she didn't say hi. hi yeah or so <laughs> i i miss that so much and i think it's I, I mean, I still do it. I mean, when I came over, I gave you a hug. And yeah. it's been years since I've seen you. Yeah. And I'm just like, oops. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what we do. We say hello yeah. to everybody. We don't just... 
like I for me it's really frustrating saying goodbye because it's the same thing you hug every single person and you say goodbye like that's just what you do and so when people just get up and leave and wave and say goodbye I'm like that's not good enough <laughs> or, or they, they don't even say goodbye sometimes they're like they just leave. They, oh, they say goodbye to like one peer person in the group, like that yeah. they were talking to. They don't say goodbye to like everyone. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, no, you have to, you have to like look me in the eyes and be like, goodbye, Alicia. Yeah. <laughs> or else I'm gonna be like, that's not, that's not sufficient. <laughs> Has to be, like, especially if you're like a close friend. I'm like, I want you to give me a hug and say goodbye yeah. instead of just like, see ya. Yeah, I still, I still <laughs> deal, deal with that with some people. It's like. I am I am a hugger and I'm like <laughs> if it's a man in, at church I'm like hey so I, I'm gonna hug them and they just wanted to shake hands or just wave <laughs> and they're like oh 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 okay okay just bring it in you know bring it dude <laughs> yeah okay American men are they don't want to touch the other men yeah. they're not into yeah. that kind of thing I mean guys to guys they don't do the whole hug unless okay. they're good friends mm-hmm. if they're good friends then they will hug but they don't do the kiss on the cheek. Guys do guys, guys and girls hug yes yes, yes. yeah but it depends you know we have a rule like if it's family then the hug is different if it's a girl that you just know for example in my case that i'm married i will i wouldn't just hug like i hug Lisha or my mom like you want to do a full-on hug you would do like, kinda like a little one tattoo. arm yeah. yeah one arm around but you'd still touch your cheek yeah okay yeah hmm Yes. Uh, man to man is just a shake or a hug. A handshake. Prefer. Yeah, a handshake is common. Or, you know, like the whole, you grab your hand and you do like the bump to the, to the shoulder. To the shoulder. Yes, yeah. That's very common too. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And that's really weird here. Like for me, I'm still not getting used to, like sometimes they leave and I'm thinking, wow, they, even they didn't say goodbye. Back. How rude. Do they not like me anymore? <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you think that in Ecuador, because if they don't say goodbye or they don't say hi, then something's wrong. yeah and it took me a long time to learn that because i'm like that's just uncomfortable that's weird yeah we pull the irish goodbye thing here a lot we're like Mm -hmm. wait for everyone to turn their head out the door (laughs) yeah (laughs) or like to one person see you guys see you later yeah i'm leaving yeah but yeah he told me a lot of times like go say hi like that's my family i'm like oh i'm i feel so awkward (laughs) they will tell me later if she doesn't say hi to my family the proper way they like they later will tell me She's just like very rude. Like she didn't say hi. I'm like, no, no, that's that's just how they are. You yeah. know, she will get used to it. Like she yes, needs to, yes, to warm yes. up a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. So it took me a while, but I mean, sometimes like once you're like really familiar with people and you like you're just like passing by, you can just kind of be like, oh yeah, you know, I'm just headed this way. Yeah. But that's like if we were living in the same house because we lived with his grandparents for a while. We had a pretty big house. Um. So there were just times where we'd like walk by and see each other and it's not like every time you see someone you have to like greet them but it's like you know oh I've already seen you I don't need to like say hello yeah again yeah <laughs> but yeah. yeah that's like the one time and you know what <laughs> now that I think of they teach us that when we are kids like when yeah. you they, when they take you and you're a kid they take you to a friend's house they tell you before you go in like in a, in kind of like in a silly way they're like don't forget to say hi mm-hmm. right? and because they they teach you to do that you know it's like a very important thing mm-hmm. if you if you don't say you're considered rude or or uneducated yeah what do they do with the shy kids because some kids yeah. just don't want yeah. to 
Yeah, so, they, I mean, they understand sometimes. Yeah. They're shy. You know? I mean, one of his cousins, um, he hated saying hello to people. Like, he just did not like people. He, mm-hmm. I don't know, he just did not love <laughs> love any of us. I, <laughs> I, I never felt like he ever wanted to talk to me. He just wanted me. to be with his mom. He just wanted to be with his mom. He was one of those kids. <laughs> and so his grandparents would always, like, try and be like, oh, come on, like, say hello to grandma, like come on and he's just like no <laughs> i want my mom <laughs> yeah. and for example another small thing is like here in the states if you don't call in a month or two you know it's fine they, they don't tell you like what's going on with you why you haven't called me like it's been two weeks you know yeah or two months in ecuador at least for me i have to call my mom and my dad and my grandparents at least once a week because if i let pass like two weeks my dad will start saying What's what's going on with you? Like, uh, why haven't you called? Like, what? Like, we're not important there, anymore. Yeah, we're not important anymore. There's something wrong. And I'm like, no, dad, just being busy. You know? And he's like, yeah, but don't be like that, you know. And it's like very important to yeah. communicate and talk. So I have to call. Actually, have a reminder in my phone, like on Monday at eight, send a message to dad. Literally, <laughs> so I send a message every Monday to my dad. Hey, dad, love you. Have a good week. Because it's like huge. It's very important to yeah be in touch yeah mm-hmm. and that's what i miss sometimes mm-hmm. yeah i would really miss that too i think i miss it and i've never experienced yeah. it <laughs> yeah i mean we're social beings yeah. we were i mean we were made to be in family and groups and yeah i feel like when we when we lack that like we can actually feel that i feel like that's why the like quarantine was so difficult it was horrible for so mm-hmm. many people yeah but yeah it was really bad yeah in ecuador especially everyone was like we can't see our family <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah for example when you go to a store it's the same thing you say hi like yes. very polite to yes whoever's there the vendor is there yeah when you leave a store and you didn't like you didn't even buy anything you'd still say like thank you <laughs> yeah you just walk in you don't want anything. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I still do that. Sometimes you'll do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's fun. <laughs> what, um, have, have there been challenges in your relationship with your different, like, cultural upbringings? Not major ones, but there are yeah. definitely some minor ones. Some, some small ones. Everyone always told us that. They're like, oh, you guys are going to have, like, culture shock, even in your marriage. Mm-hmm. And I feel like because I was in Ecuador... For what, four years before we got married? And because I knew English too. And you knew English and you were with my family a lot. I feel like we understood each other pretty well and we understood each other's cultures. Given, there were times where I'm like, I'm sorry, but this is just Mm -hmm. how we are. This is what we do in the United States. That's just, that's just ingrained in me. And there are times when you've done that to me too. You're like, but this is how we do it. Like in Mm -hmm. my culture... I can't think of any specifics. Driving. (sighs) Driving. We drive very different. Yes. Oh, my goodness. That's something that Alicia will always tell me in Ecuador. (laughs) Like, this is how we do it in the States. I'm like, we're not in the States. (laughs) So what's so different? Uh, (laughs) So I will describe it this way. The States, the driving in the States is very organized. Like, very, very organized, you know? (laughs) You uh, you try to respect the speed limit as much as you can, although you don't do it sometimes, but as much as you can. And if you don't respect it, you go over the speed limit. You right. Have, <laughs> you have lanes for everything. You know, this <laughs> Every is only, Like, for example, 
like this lane is only <laughs> to turn right. To turn right in Ecuador, you don't you don't ever see that. You A don't turning see. lane. We have we have lines defined, <laughs> lanes defined, but it's not like very important to respect the <laughs> lane where you're going to. Yeah, no. The streets are smaller. We don't have freeways like here. Mm -hmm. Um. So it's completely different. It's more like a chaotic... For an American, it's a chaotic drive manner of driving. Whereas here in the States, is for me, as an Ecuadorian, it's very organized to the mm -hmm. point that sometimes I, I'm like, I just can't... In Ecuador, I will just be able to turn... I, I make a U-turn here. But here in the States, I have to go all the way over there <laughs> to take a U-turn because then it could be illegal or a cop could yeah. pull me over. Yeah. You know? So yeah, that's very different. We had some issues with that. We still have some. <laughs> we still, but I feel like he's overly precautious, overly cautious. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the word? Yeah. I don't want to get pulled over. <laughs> yeah, so. and so sometimes I'm like, honey, you are going 30, and the speed limit is 45. Let's go. <laughs> like, come on. Or, yeah. or he'll forget to like turn on his blinker. <laughs> and the other day, like we were turning, and another car was turning left where we were turning right. And the guy got so mad at us. He's like, turn on your blinker. And I was like, oh, honey, yeah. why didn't you use a blinker? Yeah. He's like, I'm sorry. I was talking to you. And I was like, oh, so like frustrated because that guy was mad at us for driving wrong. And he's like, it's Just fine. Yeah, whatever. it's nothing. Yeah. And I think <laughs> another thing that has been shocking, like cultural, I, say, I will say the way we eat. Because she would like to give me just a sandwich sometimes in <laughs> Ecuador. And I was like, I don't oh, want that. Oh, yeah. When we first got married, that was an issue. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't want that for lunch. I want my my lunch, you know. Like, like an actual meal. And my rice. And my and uh, that was kind of hard at the beginning. Kind yeah. Of, like, to get used to Figuring the that way out. that we eat. And yes. now we have a way. Not Ecuadorian, not American. Yeah. It's just our way. <laughs> we just, Yeah. Like we, we, we weird foods. <laughs> yeah. We eat a mixture. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like I don't make any like typical American meals. Like today we had spaghetti. It was really good. I I don't think I've ever made spaghetti. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't think I have ever made it. I mean, I think the most American meal I've made is mac and cheese. <laughs> oh man. But like even then, like I don't do like regular comfort foods or like casseroles mm -hmm. or yeah, like, I don't know. I, I feel like I just kind of make whatever. Mm -hmm. And it, I don't know. It doesn't lean more towards the Ecuadorian style food. I feel like I always do rice. Rice is like my staple. Yeah. For sure. So, <laughs> I have to have rice now yeah. with all my meals. And, and probably some other things. like. I mean, we do salads, a lot of salads, which is very common. Soups. Yeah. We're trying to do more soups. Yeah. I'm trying to learn how to make soup. <laughs> Yeah, another shocking thing is that in Ecuador we we don't put our kids in safe cars. Oh my gosh, that's so nice. we just carry them in our arms sometimes. I've literally seen police officers, police officers, carrying an infant <laughs> while driving. Yeah, I get that, so you angry. Will, you will never see that. Here, so. No, you will no. not. <laughs> not anymore. I know it used to be kind of like that, but yeah. not anymore. No. Okay, so I want to do a lot of stereotyping. Okay. And see if you can explain something to me. <laughs> we have a lot of Hispanics here in this area, and a very, very easy way to spot one is their car. 
Mm-hmm. They do big rims, little tires, and usually <laughs> lower the car. And I kid you not, there's a house down the street where they have a pickup that has teeny, teeny tires and wheels. <laughs> and it's like less than an inch off the ground. <laughs> and then they had a car that was lifted with big, huge, huge rims. <laughs> and I just am like, can someone please explain that to me? I, I can't explain that to you. Uh, I think it's more. I feel like that's. I would like to stereotype. Yeah, too. I was going to say, I don't mean the stereotype, but I feel like that's Mexicans. I think, I think it's a Mexican thing to do. Yeah. And, uh, Is there a reason? Like, it's fine. I clearly can see that's what they do, but I just yeah. wanted to know uh, if there's a reason. You know, as I, I am not a Mexican, I do not know. So, <laughs> so, uh, so I, th- I, I can probably say that it comes from this. And Hispanics, since for us it's very hard to get cars, we take care. That's another thing. Mm. We take care of cars way different than Americans do. Like we really take care of our cars. Like take care. I have gotten yelled at so many times in Ecuador for slamming car doors. Yeah, we don't, oh, we don't they're like do not yeah they're like close it softly yeah and like on all the taxi doors it says close softly and like yeah. <sighs> just um, let me slam the door <laughs> you have mats on the floor mats on the seats in the yeah. cars to take seat care covers of seat like covers. front and back yeah uh, we literally at least my dad he he cleans the interior of the car and the exterior of the car every weekend wow so it's you you get into his car and it you smells really good it looks like it's just been bought mm-hmm. yeah and that's, that's <laughs> the way we do it you know and, and here even our cars here in the states i still take care of them that way like i like uh i clean it every day i not every day sorry uh, like often yeah um compared to i remember the first time i came to the states and i got in a car and i saw like boxes of mcdonald's and fries and and I'm like, oh, what gosh. the heck? Yeah. Like, and, and they're like, don't be surprised. We don't take care of cars yeah. as you guys no. do. <laughs> um, and I, I can see that coming in for the Mexicans that do that to their cars because they like to put a lot of work in their cars. So that's part of, I feel like our... Like a thing. pride? Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you want to you wanna show off your car pretty much you take okay. good care because of it. and big rims are very shiny yeah, yeah. so for hispanic <laughs> cultures cars are not a tool they are uh, vanity mm. whereas in the states a car is a tool to get you to point a to point b mm. and you don't care if it's take care of clean or not yeah. most mm-hmm. of the time yeah, so we that's, care a lot reason. about our trucks here. <laughs> yeah. And they are mm-hmm. usually lifted past what is convenient. But if yeah. <laughs> you are an off-roader or a camper, it is really nice to have. Yeah, that's yeah. true. It's not all vanity, but there is yeah. lots of vanity. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that would be the reason. That, yeah, that would make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, I'm glad you could clear that up for me. I always yeah. wanted to know. Yeah, and probably I, I would like to say that in the mexican community it's a thing you're gonna want to compete of who has the best car you know yeah and i feel like in ecuador it's the same thing you're like you always gonna get a better car we don't we don't like work on it as kind of like probably the mexican culture will do because i feel like they're huge on that yeah but um but we definitely like to work on cars and find ways to yeah. make it better and take care of it it's yeah they're always very well taken care of i'd mm-hmm. have to agree because you don't see a car yeah. yeah you don't see a car that's 
treated like we treat them. I mean, I don't feel like I treat my car that bad, but I've seen people who, yeah, they just like throw their garbage in the back seat or, you know, yeah. whatever. Really yeah, that, yeah, that's all clicking in my brain now. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we should probably wrap up because everyone's starting to get tired. <sighs> yeah. Sounds good. My bedtime was a long time. Um, but is there a question I should have asked you, but I missed? Like, is there anything you want to finish with? Mm. Not that I can think of. Yeah. I know. I think, I think you did a great job. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. You guys did too. And it was not awkward with three people. Like I was afraid. Oh no. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So one thing I do though, is at the end of the episode, I always ask this same questions to everybody okay so you can answer fast or long whatever you want mm-hmm. uh do you prefer the office or parks and rec the office <sighs> confession i've never seen parks and rec besides oh, the funny compilations on youtube <laughs> <laughs> um but it's a hard one but i will go with the office i yeah i love michael scott it's just yeah, he really that got into character. the office. Um, it's part well, of the American culture. You got, yeah, you got into friends during quarantine, and then when you moved here and had all your free time, yeah. it was the office. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, the office, too. Just because I, I haven't seen a whole lot of Parks and Rec. But my absolute favorite thing ever is, you know, that one guy who's like, you overcook fish straight to jail. <laughs> you undercook fish straight to jail. <laughs> Drive too fast, jail. <laughs> Drive too slow, jail. <laughs> Australia uh, right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's like the one scene I know from Parks and Rec that yeah. like I refer to it all the time. But I would like to watch it. I just I don't know, I guess I've never gotten into it. Yeah. So. I think you should. There is uh <laughs> the joke that the town is built on like an old Indian massacre site. Oh gosh. And so in the city hall they have these murals of the massacres. Oh and then every once in a while there's an old Indian chief that comes in and he's like, There's a curse. I've gotta clean up the curse. And then he's like talking head to camera. White people are so scared of curses. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. That's so yeah. funny. Okay, I will try to get in or like start watching it. Yeah. I won't have to, because <laughs> yeah, I always like like I said, I watch compilations on YouTube, um, and they're always hilarious. So I would like to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, next one is Genesis chapter one through eleven, history or mythology? Oh man, I would say I personally believe it's history, just because. I don't know. I know there's a lot of like poetic books in the Bible and everything, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I feel like some things are, are pretty literal. I believe, yeah, the world was made in seven days. Yeah. Well, six what, days. What I've read and I think personally, <coughs> personally is that, um, it, I mean, I don't want to say if it's mythology or not, but I do say I do want to say that we have to be careful if we want to make uh, any kind of doctrine or theology out of Genesis, because 
it could be it could be I feel like I don't know the, the specific word but it could be dangerous I think the word I have in my head um, but that doesn't mean it is a lie or it didn't happen because for example the Bible says that the the whole earth and the universe was created in seven days which for us seven days and for God seven days cannot be the same amount of time so just because of that reason I don't take Genesis 1 to 11 like very literally but uh, I do believe it's God's word all of it but I don't think we should make doctrine out of it that's kind of like my point of view I know I'm kind of the opposite I'm like yep I take it literally yeah, mm-hmm. it was day and night, and that was one day. Yeah, it could be. At least with like those those specific verses. It could, it could have been a thousand years. That's why God got so tired and intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Heresy, I, think I just heard yeah. you. Yeah. Excuse me while I slap my husband. <laughs> but I do believe God's creation, and I do believe that sin came through mm-hmm. uh, our sin and everything. I mean. I don't disagree Randy. with any of that. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's an interesting question to yeah. consider. I mean, it's, yeah, there's a lot of information just in Genesis. There's a whole lot in there. But I don't think it was made up. <coughs> okay. okay. Um, <laughs> do you think that there are aliens? No. No. I mean, there is a possibility, for sure, if God wanted to make more people he could or more creatures but i don't think that he would do that because my whole theory is if there were more planets and more you know human beings or other beings then i would imagine they were also sinners and that would mean jesus would also have to go and die for Mm -hmm. them and that would mean he'd have to die again and i don't believe that makes sense yeah we'll i always (laughs) talk to one of my friends about that and we say you know god is god and he like he can do whatever he, he wants. He, probably has, <laughs> he said, well, well, on Earth it didn't work, but in this other planet it worked. I mean, it's, it's just a theory. I, yeah. don't, I, don't, I don't know for sure. I don't really but believe that. But the thing is, <laughs> we, we have only seen aliens, but we haven't been... I mean, we have, quote, like in... Like in UFOs. Yeah, we've seen on the sky and things like that. Like, But uh, we've never been approached by an alien like a whole community that we can say and confirm yeah we we all talked to him we saw him yeah except for demi lovato (laughs) (laughs) yeah There's a picture going around today. It's her back. I don't know. She must have been 18, looking all really gorgeous. Oh, wonderful. I saw that. And then the next one is her with her mullet, mullet. and nose ring, yes. and it's like, look at what liberal or leftism does to yeah. you. Yes. <laughs> oh, I saw that today. I was oh. like, oh, that's so sad. <laughs> I know. So sad. I feel so bad for her. I have a lot yeah. of compassion. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No. <clears throat> okay. Last one. Who or what inspires you to be your best self? And do not say God or Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Who? Um, oh, let me think about it. Do you wanna? Do you wanna go? Sure. Um, <laughs> so there's this guy from Canada. His name is Matthew uh, Embry, and uh, I just found out about this guy 
five months ago or six. Um, a guy that was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis at the age of 19. And um, since he found his dad had it, had it too. And he's not a doctor or anything, but he started to read and investigate what, are, what can he do better because the medicine for multiple sclerosis is not enough and it doesn't cure or anything like that. And he started to figure out ways to eat and things to do that, that could stop the progression of the uh, of multiple sclerosis. And, and this guy, since he was 19, started to do the things that his dad already started doing years ago, years before. And it's he's like 46 right now, and it's a ripped dude. <laughs> like when he was about to start getting um, paralyzed in some parts of his body, he started to work out as hard as he could. He has this hashtag or thing in his life that is no cheat days. He it's he never cheats on food or anything that will cause a progression in multiple sclerosis. And I always see this and through him i've met a lot of people like with a bunch of chronic illnesses and things like that and i think for me this guy is an inspiration for life when it comes to being disciplined and kind of like pushes me to be better and, I'm like, and he, if he can why i can do things mm -hmm. like that and just through him meeting other cases like there's this other guy that he has multiple sclerosis too and he's paralyzed from from his um waist down and he's the strongest guy in UK, literally. Wow. He, 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 he uses a wheelchair, but he does all the exercise that he can with his upper body. And he's a, he can pull a truck with his half body. Oh, my gosh. That's insane. So I think wow. that guy in, inspires me, too. And also in faith, because that's how we should seek for God, you know, even in the hard times or the good times, just be there, kind of like push ourselves. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. How sweet, honey. <laughs> um, man, that's a hard question. That is like a really hard question. Um, I would say I don't have just like one person, but I would say my family, specifically my sister, my sister-in-law, my mom. Um, just because, well, my mom mainly just because I saw how she reacted and, um, acted, you know, through like the whole change of going to Ecuador and, um, supporting her husband in that, even though she disagreed. Like there were times where I was like, mom, <laughs> you shouldn't be doing that. Mom, like just, you should walk away or, you know, whatever, like you don't have to endure this. Um, but she was always, she was always very faithful to do, I would say the right thing. Um, even if it was hard for her, she made lots of sacrifices, um, for not only my dad, but for me. Um, so I really admire her for that. Um, and then my sisters, I'm just going to say my sisters because my sister-in-law is my sister, you know? Um, just because as I'm becoming a mom, I see how they raise their children um, just to love the Lord. And it's very, very inspiring for me. Last year, I actually got to go and like hang out with Amy, who's my sister-in-law, for the first time, like ever. <laughs> we met when they got married. My brother and her got married mm. in like 
what, what year was that? 2016, maybe? Maybe. Maybe. I don't even know. I don't know when it was. But, so I, we met her <laughs> once, but wow. we actually got to, like, hang out and, like, talk. And I got to, like, meet my nephews and everything. Um, and it was just, like, it was really cool seeing her, you know, how she was a mother and everything and how she taught my nephews and how she did, like, homeschooling and just, like, simple daily things that were just like, wow, I want to do that when I'm a mom. And then same with my sister when we went to Alaska back in April. Um, just seeing how she taught my little niece how to pray. It was the sweetest thing ever. Every night before they went to bed, she would pray and, you know, she would just thank God for different people or different things <laughs> or, you know, whatever it is. And I'm, I always like want to, you know, take things that I can learn from them especially concerning motherhood, since that is where I'm headed. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like those are like my three, my three people who, even though we're very far apart, Alaska, Maine, Texas, no kidding, Idaho. <laughs> yeah. So even though we're very far apart, we, we chat pretty much every day. Like they'll share pictures, they'll share updates, like anything and everything they're just I don't know they're they're just faithful women and I just really admire that and it pushes me to want to be better too and and my grandpa too <laughs> I love my grandpa he's an inspiration for me wow wow I had to jump in on my thing huh no. that's, wonderful. <laughs> that's wonderful well this has been really good yes yes indeed I think if it wasn't this time of night we could go for a really we long probably time could keep yeah. going my yeah. word, you have a long podcast. Yep, that's okay. It's the way it goes. <laughs> Do you go. remember Tom Velasco? Yes. I've done two episodes with him, and they have both been way over two hours. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Because he, he goes and goes. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. You are very Thank welcome. You. Thank you for coming. It was very fun. <laughs> <laughs>